0: Welcome to the Next Steps of Reading podcast. I'm Greg Whiting, reading from the One Year Chronological Bible, and today's reading is for December 5th. Paul sails for Rome, Acts 27, 1-12, AD 56-57. When it was decided that we would sail for Italy, Paul and some other prisoners were handed over to a centurion named Julius, who belonged to the Imperial Regiment. We boarded a ship from Andramathium, about to sail for ports along the coast of the province of Asia, and we put out to sea. Aristarchus, a Macedonian from Thessalonica, was with us. The next day we landed at Sidon, and Julius, in kindness to Paul, allowed him to go to his friends so they might provide for his needs. From there we put out to sea again and passed to the lee of Cyprus, because the winds were against us. When we had sailed across the open sea off the coast of Cilicia and Pamphylia, we landed at Myra in Lycia. There the centurion found an Alexandrian ship sailing for Italy and put us on board. We made slow headway for many days and had difficulty arriving off Snidus. When the wind did not allow us to hold our course, we sailed to the Lee of Crete opposite Salmon. We moved along the coast with difficulty and came to a place called Fair Havens near the town of Lycia. Much time had been lost and sailing had already become dangerous because by now it was after the Day of Atonement. So Paul warned them, Men, I can see that our voyage is going to be disastrous and bring great loss to ship and cargo, and to our own lives also. But the centurion, instead of listening to what Paul said, followed the advice of the pilot and of the owner of the ship. Since the harbor was unsuitable to winter in, the majority decided that we should sail on, hoping to reach Phoenix and winter there. This was a harbor in Crete, facing both southwest and northwest. The Storm at Sea Acts 27, 13 to 26. When a gentle south wind began to blow, they saw their opportunity, and so they weighed anchor and sailed along the shore of Crete. Before very long, a wind of hurricane force called the Northeaster swept down from the island. The ship was caught by the storm and could not head into the wind. So we gave way to it and were driven along. As we passed to the lee of a small island called Kata, We were hardly able to make the lifeboat secure, so the men hoisted it aboard. Then they passed ropes under the ship itself to hold it together. Because they were afraid that they would run aground on the sandbars of Sirtis, they lowered the sea anchor and let the ship be driven along. We took such a violent battering from the storm that the next day they began to throw the cargo overboard. On the third day they threw the ship's tackle overboard with their own hands, when neither sun nor stars appeared for many days, and the storm continued raging. We finally gave up all hope of being saved. After they had gone for a long time without food, Paul stood before them and said, "'Men, you should have taken my advice not to sail from Crete. Then you would have spared yourselves this damage and loss. But now I urge you to keep up your courage, because not one of you will be lost. Only the ship will be destroyed. Last night an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me and said, "'Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand trial before Caesar.' And God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. So keep up your courage, men, for I have faith in God that it will happen just as he told me. Nevertheless, we must run aground on some island. The Shipwreck, Acts 27, 27 27-44 On the 14th night, we were still being driven across the Adriatic Sea, when about midnight the sailors sensed they were approaching land. They took soundings and found that the water was 120 feet deep. A short time later, they took soundings again and found it was 90 feet deep. Fearing that we'd be dashed against the rocks, they dropped four anchors from the stern and prayed for daylight. In an attempt to escape from the ship, the sailors let the lifeboat down into the sea, pretending they were going to lower some anchors from the bow. Then Paul said to the centurion and the soldiers, unless these men stay with the ship, you cannot be saved. So the soldiers cut the ropes that held the lifeboat and let it drift away. Just before dawn, Paul urged them all to eat. For the last 14 days, he said, you have been in constant suspense and have gone without food. You haven't eaten anything. Now I urge you to take some food. You need it to survive. Not one of you will lose a single hair from his head. After he said this, he took some bread and gave thanks to God in front of them all. Then he broke it and began to eat. They were all encouraged and ate some food themselves. Altogether, there were 276 of us on board. When they had eaten as much as they wanted, they... "'lightened the ship by throwing the grain into the sea. "'When daylight came, they did not recognize the land, "'but they saw a bay with a sandy beach "'where they decided to run the ship aground if they could. "'Cutting loose the anchors, they left them in the sea "'and at the same time untied the ropes and held the rudders. "'Then they hoisted the foresail to the wind "'and made for the beach, "'but the ship struck a sandbar and ran aground. "'The bow stuck fast and would not move, "'and the stern was broken to pieces "'by the pounding of the surf.' The soldiers planned to kill the prisoners to prevent any of them from swimming away and escaping. But the centurion wanted to spare Paul's life and kept them from carrying out their plan. He ordered those who could swim to jump overboard first and get to land. The rest were to get there on planks or on other pieces of the ship. In this way, everyone reached land safely. And that's the end of the reading for December 5th. So we have Paul on his way to Rome to stand trial. And we have this storm and God speaks to him and everyone ends up being rescued, even though um, the soldiers wanted to kill all the prisoners. So there's a couple things that stands out to me. Number one, again, we see Paul's faith and he's listening to God and he's sharing what he hears and he's being true to his faith and uh, he's, he's not trying to get the others killed so he could escape uh, he's actually concerned for their health and takes leadership uh, the second thing is just God's sovereignty in all this you know this God put Paul in this situation another treacherous situation for him to be a light And it just makes me think that regardless of what's happening in my life or things that may not be the way that I want them to be, I am where I am to be a light for him, to trust him, to hear his voice, to to hear from his word, to share that truth with others, even in dire circumstances, and to trust him that his will is going to be done. Father, help me to trust in you today. That Father, I know that you still speak through your word and that it is truth and that we can be comforted by it and we can even comfort others uh, who are no comfort to us. We can give them the truth even if they can't see it now. And Father, help me to live in faith, to trust in you, and to share that sure hope with others.